Welcome to the Ignited Podcast. In this episode, I'm talking to Johannes, who is a German entrepreneur. He started a software company that monitors the performance of solar energy. We discuss a lot of interesting topics like how it is to start a company while you're studying and how you fund a company and what exit strategies uh, you might or might not have, how it feels to sell your company and so on. Personally, I can really relate to his case because I also sold my company a couple of years ago. And because of that, I'll also be sharing a couple of my uh, personal experiences uh, on these topics. I think his story is really interesting and there's a lot to be learned from it. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're watching uh, the podcast on YouTube. That way you'll be notified as soon as I upload a new episode. It's also possible to listen to the podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you do that, please give the podcast a review and tell us what you think about it. Let's get the episode started. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks again, Bobby. It would probably be in order with a little short introduction about uh, about you, if, uh, if you're up for it. Uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, so I'm Johannes. Uh, I'm located in, in Germany. And um, basically, we have like... I live in Düsseldorf. I work in Berlin, and but I'm original like from Rostock. So like it's a, I'm, I'm traveling basically a lot, um, and I'm uh, yeah, an entrepreneur. I'm, we develop a, a hardware independent monitoring for the operation and maintenance of solar projects, and we try to want to scale up the marketplace behind there in order to um, analyze the fault um, from like a, I don't know an inverter. Uh, function and we want to connect it with the with the solution that's the basic idea mm. behind what we do at the moment sounds really interesting so renewable energies is uh, is your area absolutely yeah i've yeah. been working in the renewables for i don't know i think 15 yeah i think 15 years i started there when i was a student i was basically literally installing pv systems uh, and installing inverters that's uh, what i've where I started from yeah, cool. So the product that you're developing, it is uh, hardware or software? It's uh, software. Software. It's software. Just a basic software solution. Mm-hmm. So uh, the idea behind there, so if you basically operate a, a PV system, let's say um, it's a, I don't know, a, a bigger one, not the, not the small one for like households, just mm-hmm. a bigger one on the open field. And uh, you have to day day on a daily basis you have to check different inverters you have to check the uh the modules you have to check if the, everything is up okay. and running and if you meet your business case okay and therefore you basically need a intelligent solution that's basically mm. supporting you that's what what solitic is doing so it's uh for the uptime for all all the hardware oh, is it the actual panels or is it the inverters or it's it's the inverters, yeah, correct. Okay. Um, they basically send in data to our server, and that's uh, what we basically analyze. Okay, that's really interesting. So, how did you get started with uh, with that business? Um, it's uh, when I was a student. I don't know about 12, 15 years ago. I was sitting in front uh, of a PC. I was doing the actual work. I was basically monitoring a couple of sites, mm-hmm. and I was sitting in front of. Uh, like 10 different monitoring portals and I all have like really nice curves really really uh colorful curves and I was like sitting there and I was typing all those this those values into excel I'm mm-hmm. just doing my analysis with excel and that's where we started with a partner uh we we tried to fix it and try to 
take the data and write it automatically in Excel. That's mm. basically what the, the first idea there was. And therefore, we, we started step by step, slowly, slowly. Uh, with this company together, of course, uh, studied. Therefore, it's been developing uh, quite some time yeah. over the last, of course, 10 years so far. Okay, now. that's awesome. So so you started out with a specific customer that actually had a need and you've... What, was it your, your job? You started out there was, a job? Like yes, a job? it was my job. Yeah, correct. It was okay. my, my first student job, yeah. Mm, okay. But, well, Johannes, uh, please analyze the, the solar parks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> those are those are the nine monitoring portals. And I was like, okay, uh, I was, I'm, I'm taking this in text. <laughs> and the funny thing is that uh, like 10 years ago, we have do, been doing this business. And nowadays, like 10 years later, uh, it's still status quo. <laughs> state oh, of the art. Really? Not, not not like in this detail but uh uh people are still doing those those jobs and that's uh, basically we want to change that yeah so they're they're still monitoring and analyzing all the data by looking at screens and graphs and putting into right. spreadsheets or whatever they're Absolutely. doing yeah. yes correct yeah, okay that's, so that's, that's that's really interesting how can you so you is it available from the cloud or the solution yes or, yeah. It's a cloud-ready solution, but the, the main part there is you need to connect <coughs> the, the site with our cloud. So that's that's the not like a CRM tool or like I, I don't know any other cloud tool, but you need to go to the to the site and connect the the, the inverters or the data logger with our um, with our server. Okay, so you actually go to the the, the site and connect your computer like admin panel or yeah correct there's like a, a, a function or like a web server integrated in those those uh, hardware and therefore um like us or our customers are going there and they type the the address and then they're basically sending data and then from there everything goes automatically yeah and the reason why it's for businesses or larger parks is that it's too small for a household to use your software yeah, correct. Therefore, yeah, the installation um, we, in households are so small. Maybe only one inverter. Or, yeah, yeah, that that's correct. Yeah, and uh, at the moment, of course, um, of yeah, we we basically want to. That's the the main idea behind our our long term strategy that we want to scale down into the households. Yeah. Yeah. That basically, of course, uh, if you think about Germany or Europe, Europe, a lot of households have different PV systems. There, we have like a more than. Uh, hundred thousand customers, or even more mm. than that, um, in the in the small scale. But in the bigger scale, of course, uh, we need to learn in the bigger scale in order to scale it down to the smaller ones. Okay, yeah, got it. Um, that makes a lot of sense. So that's really interesting. You just saw a problem and you knew how to fix it, but nobody Correct. told you that it had to be turned into a business. It could just be. You know something that you help this customer with why did Correct, you yeah. why did you uh, decide to to start your own business what were you thinking well, about? <laughs> um, there was no no big time strategy behind there it was just <laughs> like well it was about five years ago when we started that so before that of course it was just doing as a side business a smaller mm. scale i was studying uh, i was working for another job there but we still kept on doing this mm. on the side business there uh, but then around about, I don't know, five, six years ago, we said, well, we have this this opportunity. We have this product. It could be ready. It's not 100% done yet, but we could work on that. Let's let's try to, mm. let's, let's just try it uh, and try to 
try to start this this business opportunity in order to to see if it's a if it's a market ready product yeah mm. therefore we we basically started really yeah did, there did, was no big big plan behind it no i, I did the same when i started my company uh, back in the oh. day i i was also studying and uh, i wanted to run my own company <clears throat> so so we started and, a company all right and what was it about uh, it's, it was a software company um, where we developed a platform for e-commerce so small and medium-sized businesses could go online to our website and create their online store um, so we did that that was back in 2005 and oh, wow. yeah. yeah i was actually at business school and you know they taught us a lot about strategies and budgets and uh -huh. We didn't use yeah. any of that. We just started. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I know you know all the the methods behind that, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's all about uh, it's a people's business in order to start yeah. this, right? Yeah. You need to find the the right approach to the customer yeah. and try to to find the well, how is he reacting and what is his, his need and try to adapt your your strategy there. And we continuously worked with strategy, but we also kind of didn't use the old school approach because we wanted to be more agile and be able to change more quickly and mm -hmm. we were just listening to the customer for like that was our main thing just listen to the customer and they actually pulled us in the in the right direction um so we naturally we had like a, a product vision and stuff that we wanted to do but we were mm -hmm. mainly focusing on on the customer i think that helped yeah. us to actually survive the the, the first years which is which are very uh, difficult. Definitely, you need to be really customer centric. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's basically also like I like to work customer centric. Yeah, correct. And how many people were you back in the days? Um, I sold the company a couple of years ago, and we were around twenty-five people. Wow, that's that's amazing. Twenty-five. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we also started while I was studying at university, as I told you, and <laughs> yeah, I was writing my master thesis and having <laughs> you know salespeople talk to me while I was uh, uh, trying Wait, to write right, my right. yeah. So that was a really exciting uh, time. But you know, in my case, I I was just studying, so I didn't have a lot to lose. I mean, I didn't have a lot of expenses and stuff like that, so it right. was easier for me to to take the risks of starting a new company. So right. did you feel the same when you started or I mean um, about risk because it's quite risky yeah, to start a company. Definitely definitely it's, it's quite risky. Um, of course at the end of the day you need to think about money uh, and you need to have like a different buffer. Uh, you need to finance a lot of things of course. And the good thing is we kind of started with a, a bit of a customer base back then because we had already paying customers mm. from this project and therefore it was a just the, the base and the base was quite a right. It could cover like the basic expenses, but mm. not ours, like, like I was saying, our salary, that's no. what we needed to, to grow. Yeah. That's what we needed to, to, to find the solution there. Um, I think, yeah, as we were saying, you have a lot of, you didn't have that many expenses back in the days. Uh, yeah, of course you try to reduce your expenses. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you have a, also like a strong family background, mm. um, where, where your family is supporting you and, you know, basically, you know, you can trust or always rely on them, yeah. uh, to a certain standard there. I think that's also really positive. Uh, did you have really kids when you did, no, I mean, you, you got not. kids later on and are still not, no, I, don't, I, I still don't have any kids. Okay. I'm, I'm married now, but not yeah. back then, but I, I had the same girlfriend there. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you know, support from back home could be you know, you know your close family, but it could also be a you know your partner in life, uh, whether you're married yeah. or not. Uh, that's very important because you need to focus so much on the company and spend so much time on the company that you need right. an, an understanding partner to do that. Yeah. Yeah, like friends of mine, when you're saying kids, for example, uh, friends of mine, they're saying, well, uh, I have kids and also I'm an entrepreneur, then, therefore I'm working a lot more mm. because I need to cover the, the expenses, right? Yeah. But the other the other part is saying, well, I have kids, I want to have a, a safe environment. I want to have yeah. something safe. Uh, so there, I think there are two, two different mindsets behind that for people. So you just started the company and, and, and you, never, you never thought about... Uh, you know, getting a, a normal job or quitting the company or doing something else? Um, well, that's basically the, I would say the solar industry is, it's my passion. I've been working there yeah. for like the past uh, 15 years, uh, basically did all the ups and downs in the, in, the, in, in Germany or saw that and also in Europe and building something, uh, creating something. I've, I've been working in the project development mm. for, for solar. So yeah. we had a green field and we, we started with a green field and we finished with a, a project, with mm. a grid connected project. And I would say I would translate this to starting a company. We have a green field. We try to solve a, a problem there. And we, what do we need to do? Which steps do we need to take in order to, to achieve the long-term goal? And that's basically what we're doing there as well. So it's, it's yeah. we have, I've been doing a lot of similarities there. Yeah. So what I hear you say is that it's kind of a creative force that, that you are able to create something and build something. And because of that, you'd, that's your motivation and, and that's what drives yeah. you. Definitely, it is right, and it's a it's a big challenge with grow with a growing uh, people behind there. Uh, we are at the moment 30, 30 people mm. uh, for the. Um, I'm I'm scaling the or I'm, I'm structuring the the sales team. So that's basically my job. I'm not the the technical guy. I'm the I'm the sales guy. I'm the. Oh yeah, that but, reminds me. Did you start by yourself or did you start with somebody? Uh, I had a co-founder. You, he's the the technical. I was okay. doing the sales operations, everything else, and he was doing product mm. and, and technical backend, front end. Yeah, okay, that's how we started. And uh, with the growing amount of people, you have a different different approach. Mm. You need to set up uh, the the environment, the borders for your people in order to to get the job job done. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're there, uh, as I would say, and you need to think about the, the structure and, and you need to think about the, the people management. So it's been changing a lot there. Yeah. And it's, I think, the biggest challenge at the moment. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I felt the same. Um, and that's, you know, when you grow to maybe 15, 20 people, you realize that no matter what industry you're in, you're always in the people business. Because... right when you get to 15 people what you really need to do is be able to to lead them and to mm -hmm. you know to tell them what is your vision and how how can you achieve the goals that that you envision and um, mm -hmm. i think that's the a very challenging part um, that's that's absolutely 100 challenging yeah and you need to find the balance between the operation the daily business yeah. and the long-term business exactly there. and that's also really challenging yeah yeah yeah, I, I, you know, when you're maybe up until 10 people, you can still, you know, just go and fix something and do something yourself. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's the, the easy way out, but it's only like a short term effect because you really need to make people, you know, empower people and make sure that they are doing everything. 
So I, I remember that a lot of times I, I just f found it easier to just fix something. Um, but right, when, yeah. when, when you grow beyond 10 people, it's difficult to do that. It's difficult. Yeah, you say, well, yeah, I'm just going to fix it myself through this and this, and then uh, it's fixed and it's kind of working. But yeah, but it's not working with a lot of people there behind it. That's correct. Yeah, because it's still you who knows how to fix it and people didn't learn from it. So yeah, that's... But I mean, yeah, you got it done uh, fast, but uh, yeah, yeah, next next yeah. time you're in the same uh, position. So so that's what's right. really challenging when you need to um, to grow your team, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And it's even more challenging because uh, like last year, we kind of merged with another company and mm. therefore uh, we have now a very uh, diverse um, shareholder structure ah, and okay. therefore the expectation are growing there as well you need to basically just rely on, on numbers and mm. on kpi and that's basically what i'm doing mm. set up the the base for basically making decision on on a number base because back then when we were just two people i was doing okay i have the feeling this is the right way right we go do this way and then it's working but now we need to make the decision on numbers not on my yeah my feeling yeah and and how is that working so what kind of kpis are you working with uh yeah definitely all the the normal sales kpis so mm. how much time do i need to close a customer so how mm. much time do i need from in inbound to to a face-to-face -face mm. meeting or to like a web web meeting mm -hmm. so, uh, we we gave him like a presentation of our of our software because mm -hmm. it's a well easy just this is the only tool he's using in order to monitor his sites and if mm. our software is not uh, uh, meeting his technical re requirement it wouldn't he wouldn't buy it because no. it's a very but it's not that technical complex but on his perspective it's a real technical concept yeah. and, uh, 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 pro, uh, software and he needs to have all this uh, technical stuff there behind it so yeah. um, in a very short short way uh, therefore how much time do we need to ha uh, have them in uh, for like a face-to-face -face meeting and mm -hmm. then how much time do we need from from that until offer and how much time we need from offer to a real signature mm -hmm. and then with the the upside part comes into mind how much how much time we need from those things and of course the conversion behind this uh and what's the what's the source is this inbound outbound uh, what kind of uh, lead magnets are are working best and therefore i'm looking kind of those numbers mm, and all the stuff all the soft, soft numbers is of course how many touch points do we need mm. uh and how do we segment the customer right yeah. so if for a smaller customer we don't want to have a lot of touch points because it's it's right it's costing us too, money yeah, in order to costly. acquire him right it's too costly but on the other side of course he kind of needs this so how do we solve this problem there so we mm. kind of I, I kind of rely on this number uh, and in the end of the day the turnover that's also the, the yeah. number we're looking at, at the okay. end of the day and yeah. what kind of steps do we need to to have? Like, if we, if we say we need to make hundred thousand years turnover, how many offers do we need to send out? How many yeah. telephone calls do we need to do? So, kind of the the steps to to the uh, to the turnover. Yeah, you started um, you started the desired goal, and then you kind of break it down backwards correct, to find yeah. out what yeah. steps you need to take yeah. to to achieve those goals. Right. Yeah, yeah and that, that that's that's a really that's some really good uh, KPIs. Um, so I guess that is also something that, you know, 
develops when you grow your business. So in the beginning, yeah. uh, if if you were like me, you didn't think too much about the KPIs. You just wanted to to sell, and and it's right. something that that you know. The more you get into the processes in your company, the more you also get into details with the KPIs and stuff like that. Um, so so uh, how long have you been working on this mindset? On the on the yeah, KPI the, mindset? Yeah, because I, I it's, yeah, it's been changed like last year when we merged with the other company. Mm, okay. Uh, when we got the, the the other shareholders, because we need to make decisions mm. based on those KPIs. We yeah. we grow on the team. We made to need to make the decisions, and that's that's another thing. If we look, if we need to not do another uh, financing round, another Series B or so. Mm. We need to answer those questions, and that's basically yeah. what we also look. How, what kind of, like in, in next year, wh where do we need to be? Mm. What's our business plan, and what kind of steps do we need to do now in order to yeah. achieve this this goal? And what do we need to do now? How many offers, turnovers, stuff like that we need to do now? What kind of base or what kind of CRM do we need to use? Yeah. Where do we need to extract the data? What kind of BI systems are we using now? Yeah. Those things there's a lot of systems at. that you need to use also i mean just for the inbound part that's a lot of things Absolutely. to use there yeah yeah so yeah, um correct. yeah you talked about uh, the the merger with the with the other company what kind of company was that was that a competitor or yeah kind of a competitor they they've been also doing this uh, kind of monitoring thing and mm. it's been uh It's been like a spin-out, co-founding creation of a bigger utility company mm. um, together with uh, two other uh, yeah entrepreneurs. Oh, okay. And basically, we we kind of spoke in the early days when I when when I saw them, we kind of been in touch. Yeah. Always uh, talking with people brings you a bit uh, further, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though your competitors, you st still talk and still yeah. exchange ideas, even though you you think well. There's no way we're gonna do business together. But uh, in the end of the day, you still talk with them and yeah, see if, if what's this strategy, right? Mm. And therefore, we kind of saw well. We have the same idea about the, the market. We need to digitalize the operations of PV systems. We want to scale this down in in, in a, like a decentralized uh, environment. And we had kind of had the same mindset there. And therefore, we can said, well, you have this this skill set or those the people had this skill set we had this skills skill set let's bring it together in order mm. to achieve the the longer goal there and that's basically yeah. the idea and why we did the step in order to merge them so were, were you were you competing for the same customers or were they in different segments we kind of competing for the same customers okay. yeah so so they were actually relatively close competitors um so how, how did it feel to you know to, to be in the same house as as a former uh, competitor it's not not a big of a deal right it's uh, the the people are, um it's it's been it's been very friendly environment uh, mm. from the day one mm. uh, it's been it's, it's not didn't feel like a competitor ah, not, okay. not at all okay yeah well that's that's good um But uh, so so did you did you think about merging your company or sell your company or stuff like that when you know from from the beginning did did you have a an exit strategy or yeah 
I mean, like every entrepreneur thinks about kind of extra strategy yeah, yeah. there and thinks about this, uh, yeah, we'll start the business from day one and uh, sell it, uh, I don't know, what, <laughs> two, five years. I, I don't think that's really possible. No. <laughs> I mean, if you have a lot of money and you need to throw a lot of money there, of course, I think if you can grow, 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 and then I think you can sell something in five years, but not really with from scratch, from no. zero. It's not possible, in my opinion, to... Yeah, it takes it, more time. Three years. It takes a long time there. But um, coming back to the, the the question, of course, we kind of had this this kind of exit strategy, but we didn't mm. really push it. We didn't say, well, at the end of the day, we wanted to solve this problem there, and we mm. kind of like made our way. Uh, and we didn't really say, well, two years exit, and we need what steps do we need to do with that? Mm. We didn't think about this. No, at, at it all. was just in in the back of your head. Yeah, just, right. It, it would be a. Bag of, uh, it yeah. would be really cool if it was possible at some point. I had yeah, to... we also yeah b before the merge we actually had this this opportunity mm. uh, was kind to of, uh, to sell your company. Yeah, correct. We had this uh, of a, also a competitor. They huh. wanted to sell us. Uh, they, they wanted to buy. Yeah. We wanted to sell. And were you uh, were, were you supposed to be a part of that set the new setup or was it? Yeah, you know, correct. Just... Yeah, we wanted to. They wanted us. That they wanted to. They want basically they wanted to uh, restructure their uh, their backend technology. Okay, they, we needed to invest there, and they said, "Well, we are, might be the right partner mm. uh, that we help them in order to get to the next technology level." That's mm. the, that's the, how I would yeah. say core. Yeah, we had a we had a lot of expertise in the smaller business. They've been working in the utility scale, mm. and uh, we kind of negotiated all contracts. We had the notary appointment ready, and two weeks before notary got a call. Sorry, Johannes, we cannot do the deal. Wow, that was a bummer. That was uh, absolutely bummer. Yeah, yeah because rollercoaster was just going down. Yeah, yeah, emotionally that must have been very difficult because when you're in the transaction process. I mean, every, yeah. there's a lot of things going on and it's really hard work to get all the information ready to, to present your company and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But you're also kind of thinking of the future and what could happen. And, you know, since you're in the process, you have some ideas about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, um, yeah I I've, I recognize that because, you know, when I sold my company, it was also ups and downs all the time. And it was for a, a long period of time actually the duration of a transaction like that it takes time so a lot of times i didn't know if if we were going to sell or if everything would go wrong and that we wouldn't be able to sell so in the end we, we sold but uh, how how did it how how was it for you did do you feel the same about the roller coaster and you know yeah. not knowing what was going to happen yeah definitely <laughs> kind of felt the same i kind of see similarities here yeah, yeah definitely yeah and um so the this the second process the company you actually ended up merging with uh did you start that up right away or was it something that i think it was like half a year yeah well, half a year one year after that okay and and the second time around you are more experienced than uh, knew what you were going into yeah, I would say it was also very long, frustrating ups and down process yeah. there. Yeah, really long because uh, of of the really complex uh, shareholder structure mm. uh, from their side and also from our kind of. I wasn't that complex, but we had a Japanese shareholder there, mm. and he did, he didn't want to have be part of this complex uh, mm. structure there. So it was kind of a, a kind of road stop in in the process there. So mm. yeah, but. 
been a re really tough, tough fight, I would say, uh, in order to solve this. How long was the process? Is it like half a year, one year, or? Uh, I would say one half year. One and a half years? Yeah. Yeah. Roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. Roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. Until like from the, I would say from the first meeting, um, it's also like, let's say from the first yeah. meeting yeah. until the final signature, one and a half years. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that people realize how big of a process this is and how much yeah. time it takes to, to actually right. sell even just a part of your company or your entire company. It's a really big right. thing. And you, you know, when I sold my company and, and I signed it after that, I was just totally exhausted. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Same, same for me. It's not avoidable to lose just a little focus on the main business. You are losing some focus on the main business and right. on the operations. And that's never good. That that's, that's right. As I was saying, like, as I would say, uh, that's if you have like those, those thing, if you want to sell, for example, your company, that's basically your plan A. Mm -hmm. And as like an entrepreneur, you always need to have a plan B or C, right? And if you if you lose focus on your plan B, right, you cannot ex if plan E doesn't A doesn't work, you cannot execute B or C because yeah. you didn't do the steps there. So mm. uh, you always really have to bear in mind that's what, kind of what we, we try to do there in, in the process of learning. Basically, the, the, the learning from the first thing is there that we try to uh work on on the plan b or c there mm. in the background of course and, and we didn't we didn't execute this but no. yeah so the plan a, plan a was to sell the company and the plan b was that uh, alternative uh buyers or was it just a different strategy or it was a different strategy okay okay, okay. Yeah. yeah yeah i got it yeah so when i sold my company i was so we went into the process but we we just agreed that we will act like we're not going to sell it even though we are trying yeah. our best to do it but we didn't know yeah. if we are actually going to reach an agreement so right. so on a daily basis we were just in the mindset of that we're not going to sell um, because we don't know and it was not that we were pessimistic or anything it's just it was kind of a way for us to to stay as focused as possible on the business mm -hmm. to make sure that everything was running as smoothly as possible while we are doing the other things um, but it is a very difficult balance because, uh, yeah, you are Absolutely. spending a lot of time on on things that are not related to to the normal on, operations. Right. Uh, I, yeah. On 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 DD process, everybody's looking at the risk and looking yeah. at the balance sheet and looking at the, what is this invoice yeah. doing, what is this and what is that. Uh, how do you think uh, the future is going to be? What is that? So you spend a lot of time on those those things. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a balance of. of taking risks yeah 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 it is it, it is an interesting process though you know i'm really happy that i was able to to start a company from zero right. and then actually sell it and i, I guess yeah, it's, it's you, you get that experience because when you start a company you have a lot of ideas about okay this company is uh, this much worth and we're going to do this and that but when you actually present your company to to somebody who who would have to pay money for your company mm -hmm. or for your shares, then you get a more realistic view on what is actually valuable in the company, both in right. terms of processes and let's say software or whatever your product is. Uh, you get a real hands-on and, and some good experience on that. And I'm happy that that I got that. Did did you uh, get some, some uh, good experiences as well? I mean, in terms of uh, really understanding what are things worth? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely, yes. Because we're selling kind of a, a, a SaaS solution. Mm. So basically what the, back then the, the old, the, the thing where, where we didn't sell, they basically look, okay, what is the, your your turnover now? What is basically yeah. secured by, by contracts? Yeah, so just... much money do I make by contract next year? So that's what they basically looked at. And then they basically thought, well, we have a 10% or 5% growth scenario mm. or like 15 and therefore, uh, and you have a churn rate of two or 5%, I don't know. That's basically yeah. what they've done their math on. And then they basically said, well, this is the, this is the company valuation. Then we, we deduct the risk and we, we mm. add the, the cash on what we have on yeah. the balance sheet. And that's basically the, the valuation there. Yeah. So kind of very easy. And I think that's, of course, that's on a really easy base because at back then we did, we were a really huge company. Yeah. Still not yet. Still yeah, not yet, but yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, uh, for those who don't know what SaaS is, it's a software as a service, and that basically means that you buy the the software on a subscription. Um, but that's actually a really nice model, also to you know, when, because you can calculate the the value and the right. incoming revenue relatively precise. So also, you know, even though it's not only in in a sales process but just in general when, when you need to figure out if you're on budget or not um, right so from what i understand you had a japanese shareholder from the very beginning was that a way that you funded the company in the beginning or did you bootstrap we got we kind of bootstrapped from the beginning and okay. we had this two years after our funding uh, of, of, of starting okay. the company so you bootstrapped for the first two years and then you you had some uh, funding series yeah it, a bit like a small funding series yeah okay I kind of bootstrapped and yeah okay so was it more like a business angel or actual series no yeah kind of a business angel yeah he wanted yeah. to support us uh that's cool in, yeah. in the, uh, and he wanted to bring our software also in the japanese market so did he did he manage to do that yeah we have a couple sites up and running mm, but nice. it was uh, it's not been working out as expected to be honest okay, it was okay. kind of um, the market kind of developed in a different way as mm. as we for the software didn't so the software wouldn't wasn't be a big part there oh okay so um why did you choose to 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 team up with uh with some with the business angel why did you get funding was it just you know, because you needed uh, needed more money to run the company, or was it to to get more? Um, for instance, you were talking about this uh, strategic move that you could actually get into the Japanese market. Was that a big mm -hmm. motivation, or yeah, what motivated that was a, you? That's, that was a big motivation, of course. Yeah. Uh, of course, gr growing, um, getting new new markets. Mm. Uh, that was a bigger motivation, and he's been also uh, like in this in this combination there, like the, the people behind there. We have been active like the past 20, 25 years in the in the solar industry, in the mm. semiconductor industry, and so they had a really good network there behind there. Also, uh, was like boosting. Also, you could open doors. That's okay. I think the positive thing there. And uh, and of course, we needed to do also money for for the next uh, for for growing. And that's yeah. uh, so there were. I think it's a set of different different actions there. Why we we choose this step. Yeah. So in, in your experience, um, what would you recommend other entrepreneurs to do? What would you recommend entrepreneurs that maybe been bootstrapping for, let's say, one or two years, and then they, mm -hmm. they want to, to, you know, to get external funding from, let's say, a business angel or 
yeah what 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 would you recommend them to do that's really difficult to say because there's no no clear recommendation be clear on your path i think mm-hmm. uh, know what solve the problem i think the and, and be open mind for opportunities mm. uh, they they will they will they will occur somewhere and you just need to see them i think mm. that's that's something uh for 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 this business angels opportunity they are not not 100 clear but just talk with the people give them an yeah. update uh, and he may, might gonna remember you two years or one year afterwards after you talk with him and mm. you think, well, I know this guy, he, he looks for this and this, uh, maybe I give you the introduction. Yeah. Yeah. I think be clear. Always, uh, always be close to, to people that, that might be able to help you, even though if it's yeah. not right now, maybe later. Not right now. Maybe, maybe later. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's good advice as well. So, um. You know, when I started my company, it was just before, well, just around uh, the, the financial crisis back in 2008. It was, we started in five. Um, so funding wasn't really like a big thing for us. We couldn't really yeah. uh, expect a lot of funding. So, so we were just trying to, you know, work as a bootstrap company. And so we managed to do that. We never got funding actually. My idea was to to build a business that was entirely bootstrapped, and because then I would know that I would be able to make it profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always hear a lot about these big uh, Silicon Valley companies that uh, you know yeah. they get a lot of funding, but a lot of funding, and they throw a lot of money on people and yeah. try to to grow. It's not that's right, yeah. Yeah. So there's like from my little uh, philosophy to to the way that things are going on around the world i think that's very different ways of running a company i mean to to get a lot of funding and then just burn everything trying to get somewhere or to try to build something slowly slowly that is actually working so yeah do you what kind of approach do you prefer i prefer of course definitely the first one because building something probably profitable it's it's that's i think the main idea behind the entrepreneur yeah. I think uh, if you give someone a lot of money, you can build something. I yeah. think that's everybody not, could have done that. Right. Not not everybody. It's, no. it's really simplistic. It's really simplistic. <laughs> yeah. but, it's, uh, but building a company with uh, with just profit, it's it's also really really tough. Yeah. You're you right. have a really really roller coaster. Of course, you need money at the end of the day, and you need to have uh, different people. Uh, I think there's like. Uh, you need what is really important, of course, the the, the cash, mm. uh, the the team, mm. the the market, the market know-how. Mm-hmm. I think that, that those those three yeah. steps are really, and of course, something that could boost your company. But but at the end of the day, what really matters is the team, the market know-how, uh, and the money. Yeah. And if you have if you if you if you don't have anything of that, your business can fail. Yeah, I agree. And but of and course, I mean, it's very it's also very slow to build something bootstrap. And right. sometimes we just need money to you know we need funding to to actually achieve something. And, and it would take too much time if 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 we didn't get funding. But right. um, I think it, there there must be some kind of balance because I also thought you know sometimes things were moving slowly because uh, we were bootstrapped and i could have seen that if we maybe got just a little funding we could have um, increased our growth uh, faster mm-hmm. um, and at some point I, I think that we would have to have had 
some funding in, if we mm. wanted to expand to more markets. So, right. especially for a SaaS company where you are spending a lot of money all the time on developing your software and, yeah. and also acquiring customers. Uh, I think those kinds of companies, they need a lot of money to, to grow faster, yes, I think. That's, that's right. And basically, there's also a trade-off, right? If for yourself, for example, if you would have taken money in order to grow faster, you would have needed to to give more advices to your shareholders, right? You need mm. to do, do more reporting, you needed to do, yeah. uh, right? At the end of the day, you could do it yourself, uh, yeah. this, this yourself. Uh, there's no, the, the reporting is done by your, mm. by yourself, but we need to focus on those numbers because we have this, uh, this VC-backed uh, mm. growing approach there. Therefore, I'm kind of looking at the, the numbers. Yeah, yeah, makes So sense. I don't want to waste, waste the money. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and when you get funding, you also get a lot of more obligations. And yes. yeah, I could imagine it could more... also be a little more stressful because you have you know a lot of expectations to from the outside to actually perform. Right. And of course, you would yes. also had even though you're bootstrap, you have a lot of high expectations that you want to perform. But now you actually have people sitting in a boardroom waiting for. Uh, yeah. you know action and that could be a good thing as well but it's also stressful i guess yeah it definitely is yeah they would be waiting for the, the sales report every month and they ask the real tough questions why yeah. are why isn't the turnover as expected it's yeah like, well, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's always a constant battle to to achieve the sales goals i think also because if it's if you achieve the sales goals every month yeah you're probably not ambitious enough so yeah. when you get ambitious enough it's <laughs> difficult to actually achieve them but yeah. um so how is the market right now uh, in the solar industry is it growing well it's been, yeah it's been growing in the past again um everybody is basically investing in in, in solar plants um mm -hmm. the the battery industry for like the the smaller sites are uh, growing um, we have a lot of more customers with battery systems but this mm. is like the the decentralized like really small scale sites where we just supply our uh, our software to to the hardware manufacturers and we don't do active sales for for like smaller customers mm. we just have a, like a b2b to c uh relation there behind mm. this okay yeah but it's been it's been growing in the past again and, and it's, it's it's getting uh, yeah everybody's focusing and uh for they have like really cool new uh, new market models because back like I don't know back back then but still uh, we have have this this feeding tariff where you basically build a solar site and you get uh, a certain amount of of euros per kilowatt hours mm. uh, for the next twenty years right that's like the solar sub, uh, subsidies mm. the the feeding yeah. tariff yeah but now the basic business model has been changing to like PPAs like power purchase agreement. Okay. You build a site, and you go to a, a utility and tell them, "Well, you do you want to sell, uh, you want to buy my energy?" And they mm. say, "Well, yes, for this price." Uh, so it's kind of changed the, the business model for solar sites. And I'm actually also considering uh, solar panels for my roof, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would make sense. Solar panels for your roof. Uh, that would go di and directly to power the Tesla. Then I would run on solar energy. That would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Uh, you're 100% autark, so you don't need any, any yeah. other uh, energy from, from the grid. I think that we hit the one hour mark now, and I think we should uh, maybe finish off for today. 
So where can uh, people find you? Uh, just uh, LinkedIn, just uh, search for Johannes Dahl, D-A-H-L. And then, uh, yeah, you can ask me any questions on startups, on energy. I would be awesome. more than happy to answer anything there. I'll drop a link in the show notes for your uh, LinkedIn and uh, people can cool. connect with you there. So this has been awesome. Thanks a lot for uh, sharing your story and uh, telling, telling us about uh, what you're doing. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, Bobby. Thanks a lot for for having me. Yeah. <laughs> really, really amazing. Yeah. Okay. And all the best, and all the best with your podcast, of course, uh, starting it. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. I really enjoyed listening to Johannes's story, and I think that I learned a lot from uh, his experiences as well. I'd really like your feedback on this kind of episode. Do you like this kind of story? And if you do, please send me a DM or drop a comment in the section below. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, remember to hit that like button. And if you haven't already, remember to hit the subscribe button as well. That's it. Thank you very much for watching. I'll see you in the next one.